Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to Sorry If I We are back. The whole team is back again. I'm talking about, of course, Dr. Hojdi Lekter Gizmoji and right. John Shire. The John Shire. The John Shire. John, how have you guys. been? Where have you been? Oh, man. Oh, man, did we miss you, John. I mean, we, uh, we were trying yeah. to talk about football, and you have no idea where the conversations went without you. Yeah, it was me against Hoji, and it was just—it was just a big mess. It was rough. It was rough. It's the off season. I think it's a perfect time for you guys to not talk about football on a football show to see see what happens, you know? Because we do this for like eight months of the year, so this is the this is the time to workshops and the stuff that makes the show what it is, which is just two puppets blabbing on about nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually good. what I said in the board meeting. Two puppets and an honorary puppet. So welcome back. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, first of all, the New England Patriots spied on the Cincinnati Bengals while they were playing the Cleveland Browns. And the Which Bengals leaves us with the question, why? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They've been caught three times cheating, right, and punished. And a lot of people don't realize they've been caught three times. They obviously are constantly looking for that edge any way possible. That's what, they make, that's what makes them great. Yeah. And it's also what makes them kind of hated. They're always trying to beat you and they'll do whatever it takes. And this is just one example. It doesn't, mean who, it doesn't matter who they're facing. They will always try to find a way. Right, John? So what was it? 2007 Spygate, 2014, 15 Deflategate. And now we have, I don't even know what you want to call this, Filmgate, I guess? Bengalsgate. Yeah, Bengalsgate. We're that special. Um, the whole thing that's bothered me about this is that, you know, why are they doing this against the Bengals? Why do they feel they need to cheat? I don't think people understand, like, the competitive nature of the Patriots and why they are the way that they are. Like, Bill Belichick isn't going to look at the Bengals and think, I don't need to do everything in my power to make sure that I can beat this team because they're the worst team in the NFL. It's not like they they see a team in the Bengals that, rep- that don't represent – the, the threat that the average NFL team faces and they're going to, you know, take their foot off the pedal. It, the, like that's just another week in their preparation, or in this case, another week in their extra preparation for, you know, game playing the team. And also other people have been talking about this. This was the first time that the Patriots were preparing to face the Bengals without Marvin Lewis as, as head coach for the first time in 16 years. So it, it's fair that they wanted to, accumulate as much information on this new Bengals team with the new head coach. But at the same time, it's not justifying what they did because they clearly got caught cheating. We knew that from the very, from, from the get go, but it, it's, it's not like they didn't, it's not like the Bengals represented the team where it's like 
they don't have to do everything in their power to, to prepare for them because it is still an opponent. They, they still needed as many wins as possible because winning, getting a bye in the AFC this year was not a given for them and ended right. up not happening for them. And that's why ultimately they got bounced as early as they did. So they yeah. never take their foot off the gas. And because we haven't, I want to talk to John. So John, I would like to know, and I know this is kind of a far out question, but a team that spies on, Zach Taylor's Bengals, what do they discover? I still don't have a feel for Zach's coaching style. What did they discover? What did they learn, I wonder? They wanted to know what was different based off the different? years. Well, I, I don't know. Do you, am I an NFL coach? No. I'm just the guy talking to two puppets on an internet show. Bill Belichick didn't know either. No, he didn't no, know the please, no more self-deprecating. Please. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm the king of self-deprecating. Just, That's why just you guys so you know, we have, a, we have Hall of Famers talking to puppets on this show. Uh, just so you I, know. Got, I got to, No, but I got to clarify my question. I still don't I'll have explain, it. Hoji. I'll explain. Look, I, it's not a one-year investment. They're going to have to pay, face Zach Taylor for the next you know, 20 no, I get years. It. Yeah. I get it. But I can... I, I, and and Zach, Zach is, Taylor wasn't revealing his hands. Let's be I clear. know, but what I'm saying yeah. is I still don't have a feel for what Zach Taylor... And it's supposed his to be coaching style is. He wasn't, first of all, he's is still developing. Like we said, he's is still mentally developing. You know, his yeah. brain is still yeah. growing. But puberty. also, yeah, just went through puberty. Yeah. But also, the other thing is, um, why reveal your best plays, all your schemes, when you have a, a one-year rental, basically, and Andy Dalton, who you know is going to be gone the next year. True. They were building for Burrow, you know, tanking for Burrow, all that kind of a stuff. Yeah. But, but, John, remember this. The week before they aspired, the Bengals beat the Jets 22 to 6, right? So mm-hmm. it could have been one of those situations like, oh, are they going to go on one of those late year, you know, kind of, uh, you know, when the season's over, the team has that underdog mentality and they just kind of want to, you know, be the um, a spoiler, you know? So maybe you thought, oh, this season. team has a lot of talent. Maybe yeah. it's their time to kind of win three, four games late in the season. We're not having any of that. Well, because they did take the Seahawks by surprise. Yeah, early on. And yeah. then late in the season, you know, they were kind of in the games a little bit. You know, they, they lost to the, the, the Browns that week, I think, by eight points, you know. And then they beat them the final game. So I, I think he was a little scared, not specifically the Bengals, but he wasn't taking them lightly, like you said, you know. Well, also, I think the first drive for the Bengals against the Patriots was like a touchdown drive. It was like eight plays, and uh, they had like no negative plays. It was like the best drive they had all season. You're thinking, okay, is this going to be a competitive game? Against the Patriots, of course, it didn't happen. Andy Dalton threw like a handful of interceptions. He had an awful game. The Patriots won by multiple touchdowns, as most people expected it to happen. Patriots are the Patriots, and they're always going to be come out more prepared than anyone else. It's just a matter of if they're going to get caught cheating for the next things that they, that they do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and can we talk about Cam? Yeah, so that's what I want to say. So, John, yeah. we know that they wanted Cam. And let me, let me give my take on that. Yeah. The Patriots generally get guys – in the draft, let's say, who fit their system, right? right? They, they get guys who they think, oh, I can mold him into the type of player that I want. They don't get guys that are, you know, systems unto themselves necessarily. But every once in a while, they're like, hey, let me take a flyer on this guy with a lot of upside. Now, you, you, people are going to laugh, and I don't mean to insult Cam, but they signed Tim Tebow. They didn't sign Tim Tebow because he's like Tom Brady in any way. They signed Tim Tebow because, like, hey, this guy, you know, can do some different things. Maybe... You know, when they remember when, when Brady was injured and they had Garoppolo and they had the other guy, the Colts guy, I forget his name. There are all these different guys, and they kind of changed the system for different quarterbacks. They're like, let's work to their strengths. Well, remember? Well, Daniel, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that you uh, there is a bit of a flaw in what you're saying. You're you're underestimating the the, the strategic benefit of having your camp your 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 camp Newton on the Patriots, and, and, and the the strategic benefit is that the the Patriots run a Erhard Perkins uh, uh, system, and it involves you know a lot of play actions. It involves a lot of pounding it down the line, as they say. And uh, what, what you also have to remember is that uh, uh, Cam in, in North Carolina was working with Jeff Davidson, who is a, a, a student of Belichick, and he was running as offensive uh, coordinator uh, down there, a similar system. Cam Newton works in this system well. You're talking about the play actions. You're talking about no huddles. You're talking no. about exactly what Cam can do. So yeah, but, I, but, but, I, yeah. what I'm saying is I'm saying that, okay, I think if they really wanted Cam, they would have got him a long time ago. Because Cam, if they, the rumor was that he wanted more money. He wanted a starter money. Yeah, but he, he didn't get that. He got premium backup money, you know? Yeah. Um, and so if he, you know, so why not earlier? So it does seem like it's a bit of a distraction and kind of a flyer. It's kind of like, hey, let's take a chance on Cam. This is a good time. This punishment's coming down. John, go ahead. Cam is severely underpaid for what he yeah. is, for what he was. Um, with that said, it's undeniable. His regression in the past few years has been undeniable. I think from 2016 to 2018, I think he made a couple of Pro Bowls in that time span. But in terms of just a play-per-play standpoint, he just hasn't been the same guy that he was in 2015. But 2015 was so outstandingly great, and they, they almost won a Super Bowl from that season. They went to 15 and won that season. He was the rightful MVP. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the season that year. That for the most part, that guy still exists. It's just a matter of if yeah. his shoulder is healthy. His shoulder has been a problem for a couple of years now. But this is the thing: the, it, the, the fit is perfect because of a couple of things. Because of one, many people thought that Cam Newton was the, was this per, this whole other person that he just isn't. The perception about him and his character doesn't match what his reality. It's very similar to that of Odell Beckham Jr. as well. He. I don't think Bill Belichick looks at Cam Newton and thinks this guy's a character problem. First of all, the Patriots have never had issues with bringing in guys with with not with the with, with not the cleanest reputations to their names. But Cam Newton isn't like that. He's not this this guy who needs redemption in any way, shape, no. or form. And I don't think Bill Belichick cares about that at all. Cam Newton has played the Patriots twice, and these are his stats against the Patriots in those two games. He completed seventy-two percent of his passes, averaged over nine yards per attempt, threw six touchdowns and one interception. And I think Cam Newton won both those games and had and led two game-winning drives. He also had 106 yards on the touchdown on the ground on 15 runs. He is a dynamic player that I know for a fact that everybody should know that Bill Belichick was salivating over getting into his into his hands. People remember that you know just because they had Tom Brady for however many years, that was the type of offense that they wanted to run. But Bill Belichick grew up learning about the, the option system at, at Navy, and that works perfectly to a guy w- with the strengths of Cam Newton. Now, I don't think he's going to go right into a bunch of uh, option plays and, and read option and try to get Cam to the outside, which is what we're seeing in Baltimore with Lamar, with Lamar Jackson. That's just not really what he did, what he is now. He's not the athlete that he was when he first exploded into the league, but you could see a lot of more inverted rear type option runs where he gets more downhill earlier. Anything that Cam Newton can do at this point – the, the Patriots will maximize that, wh- whether it's with his legs, whether with his arm. But he, but he is more of a passer that can fit in the type of system that Brady has thrived on for the past five years or so when his arm has started to decline as well. It's just a matter of if that, if that arm is healthy enough because the, the player that came in is now, as long as he's healthy, is a player that will thrive in any offense that, Mc, that McDaniels and Belichick will develop. Right, 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 right. And, and, I, and I'm going to add on to that. And that is a bit of a... Uh a bit of a, a pushback 
on the narrative that, uh, that, that Cam is as bad as he seems in the past few years. And that's because, have you ever, John, have you ever, Dadio, have you guys ever just been exhausted? Because I know I have. Like, like when we do this show, Dadio sometimes comes over to my house and, and I'm yeah. sleeping. And he yeah. throws like a, 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 a glass bottle at my head while I'm asleep and says, come on, let's do the show, you know. And well, that's the way Cam Newton was treated uh, on the Panthers. He was not protected. He was asked to run excessively. He was asked to put his body on the line way more than, than other quarterbacks, may I say white quarterbacks, would be asked to do. He was asked to do things that others weren't asked. And you know what? The refs didn't protect him the way they protected other refs. And I've seen a lot on this. That, and, no, that is all true. And let's be clear about one thing. Cam Newton, like you said, is a good fit for the Patriots because the Patriots have never had to, you know, they've always had their defense to rely on in the playoffs. If you look right. at their playoff performances, they're defensive games. And Bill Belichick is going to win those games. And if you have a guy like Cam Newton, you know, Cam Newton early in his career was, a, you know, was throwing 4,000 yards. I don't think he ever hit it after his first year, you know. No. Uh, so he has an ability, but, but the way in 2015 – you know, he was a more efficient passer. And by the way, John, 2018, he completed 68% of his passes. So he has that in him to yeah. be efficient, to pick up the third downs. He doesn't have to carry a team offensively if he has that kind of defense, which you will have. with. And he's Bellic. not going to have to throw it long on the Patriots that often. I mean, if he would... did, who's he going to throw it to? I mean, right, yeah. John? I mean, who are their weapons right now? Nikhil Harry. I think was drafted by yeah, them but, last year. Who didn't do anything? It, it doesn't like the the their their offense isn't going to change that much. Like Brady's arm was falling apart last season. Yeah, they managed to go to the divisional round. They're still gonna they're still gonna run the football and they're gonna have an extension of that running game with Newton as well. But another perception about Newton is that he scrambles, that he makes a bunch of out of pocket throws. He is a pocket passer and he's a very good one when he's allowed the time to to make those those short, quick, intermediate throws. And that's why this offense, I think, will be more in the shock and it will have feature a lot of play yeah. option to extend that. But this this quarterback is suited for a short passing game, which is yeah. essentially what they had with Brady. And, and there's, there's more dimensions to it, which is why it's going to be better. Well, John, let me, exactly. let me just ask you one thing. Exactly. He's like a healthy – he's like, honestly – He's a he, he's a he's better than Brady. Well, let me John. Let me ask you something. So I noticed that Cam flourishes throwing to taller receivers, tight ends, Greg Olson, those kind of guys, because he tends to throw high. Brady flourishes with the little tiny receivers running around underneath and all that kind of a stuff. So I mean, it seems to me there will be a little adjustment, maybe in the types of schemes or types of routes or types of players that they're going to feature more prominent roles. What do you think? So the the, the two plays that I think the most when I think of the Brady offense with New England, it was, it was this play action, quick reckon a seam route over the middle to the tight end. That was always Gronk or was a lot of mesh concepts where there's a lot of drag routes intersecting with one another and you have space created from just the action of those routes intersecting with, with, with one another. It didn't require Brady to be that accurate because the windows were never really tight. And Brady was always accurate as a tight window passer, but the scheme allowed those receivers and those options to be so to be so open. I don't think Newton has to be tremendously more accurate than what he's already been in his career. And, and honestly, he's not the most accurate quarterback. You're right. His passes do have a tendency to go high at times. And, you know, I think if you look at the Patriots receiving core just in a vacuum, it, it's not very impressive. And I think for a long time, they just got away with having just a a middling receiver core because of the receiver and because of the scheme or because of the quarterback, because of the marriage between the scheme and the quarterback. 
But Newton's arm is talented enough, albeit, again, when healthy, when he's able to just throw it in, in, the, in the neighborhood of his receiver's hands, I think there's still going to be space created based off of the route concepts that they like to deploy. And, again, I don't think it, the offense in terms of passing game is going to change very much. He, Cam Newton is still effective in these quick one- three-step drop type yeah. concepts. And I think it's very similar when you look at the, the statistics compared to Brady in these similar concepts where they're both uh, successful at. So are we ruling out as a starter? Are we ruling him out completely? Who? R- ruling out who? Stidham, the, the oh, guy. Yeah. Why? W- w- why would you start Jared Stidham? Yeah, I mean, if you just why, buy what they were saying, the rhetoric around, like, they actually, you know, if they really believed in him the way they said they were. Well, I'm sure I'm sure the Jaguars believed in Nick Foles last year. It well, doesn't mean they well, were right. That, that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. Look, I mean, let me ask you guys a question. You know, Cam Newton's 2016 year is famous for being bad. And yet, who was his top receiver in 2016? It was Kelvin Benjamin. Where's Kelvin Benjamin today? He's not even in the NFL. The man never had the support. He never had the team that he deserved. And he's going to have that now. And I think this is the year of Cam. This is the year of Burrow, of course. I'm, I'm a Bengals fan first. But this is also yeah. going to be the year of Cam. I think you're going mean, to It is funny. If the, and he has $7.5 million of incentives to be awesome. It is funny yeah. that if... The Patriots, and I know that Cam could be a very good fit, and, and he makes sense for them in a lot of ways. But if covering up the punishment for cheating on the Bengals is push them to sign him, and that ends up, you know, making you know they get another championship out of it or something, it would be kind of funny though, you know, if the Bengals kind of were responsible for that. It, it's almost like we would win the championship in a way. Wait, wait, how, wait how, how are those? How are those? How are those related? Don't think too much about it, John. Don't think too. Much I'm about thinking it. a lot about it actually. Yeah, you got. You can't. You don't get to pass that, yo. I mean, because the Bengals media guy was, he caught them cheating. So in yeah. that department, whoever Mike Brown decided to pay, probably for like 10 different jobs, that guy, he came through. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? You're, you're spying on us. He said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. Remember, John? That it's an exchange. Well, I, I know, but how does it have anything to do with Cam And so yeah, we, we caught them, and they had to cover it up. They're like, hey, we need a headline like five minutes before our punishment comes Oh, out. he's saying fake news. Fake well, news. It's everywhere. Fake news is everywhere, John. Yeah. It is. And you know what else is a fake news? Barstool Sports. I just wanted to call them out on this show as a bunch of racists. I was watching a clip the other day. This is how hard it is for black quarterbacks. And they were talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick calling him all kinds of racial epithets about, uh, I don't know, stuff about being Arab and stuff like that. And I was very disappointed in, in, in the, the popularity of that show, that Barstool Sports. They were saying horrible things about his hair and other stuff like that. It has nothing to do with the issue. You know, it's really unfair the way a lot of sports shows, uh, the, the, the more marginal sports shows, not the mainstream ones, they, they sometimes, uh, you know, engage in these kinds of race baiting and all that. I don't like it. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. It's not yeah, related I mean, to the topic. Yeah, I, was better. I, mean, Cam, Cam, I do think Cam never got the respect he deserved because he was a black quarterback. I do think that. Yeah. Especially yeah. by the refs. He never got the, the same kind of attention. And that's John, why I got I mean, that was always apparent. When, like, whenever he was sliding down on the field and like, some defender would come in late, he never got the flag that, uh, like, a Tom Brady would have gotten. I think because his reputation as a runner, uh, refs treated him more as just the average running back or ball carrier in general. And he didn't get the protection that some quarterbacks do. And I know people don't like that. They don't like how quarterbacks kind of get that favorable treatment from the refs. But 
I mean, it's it's a, it's a double standard that, at that point. And now yeah. when he's with the Patriots, I wonder how differently he is going to get treated. But also, this is, again, a former MVP quarterback who's still very talented, who's yeah. still, I think, a definite upgrade over what they had in the past two years with Tom Brady. Uh, he's on a one-year deal, and if, and if he plays with, with the ferocity of a guy in a contract year in a system with, around talent that, that's deserving of, of his talent, I think the Patriots are just going to Patriot. And this is just – what we should yeah. have expected. Yeah, you know, John, John, yeah, you told you you have something I've, yeah. Small, but Google first. I'm just going to say, speaking of talent that doesn't get the recognition it deserves, mm. this show has really been oh, growing. Man. And we, you need people to subscribe and join the channel. You can subscribe. join the channel and you can be patronizing toward us. I know Hoji says I shouldn't say, you know, patronize yeah. us. We are patron- patronizing. And put comments in the comments. Good comments. Who understand comments? I just want to say we are uh, lining up patrons, as you call them, Patron. left and right. So we now have, I don't even know how many, uh, six patrons. Patron. Uh, most recently, we have Nick Marks, who is in the Carlos Dunlap tier, $10 a month. We have Jeremy Conley, Bengals captain. We have uh, Bit Itch. Am I saying that? Bit Itch, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, $20 a month, the AJ Green tier. Wow. Derek Davis. Tanner Guerin, who's been a longtime supporter of the show, and Brian Taylor. Six wonderful, beautiful uh, patrons. And uh, and you can join those same tiers, but with a one cent discount if you join the channel. So you want, you know, the the, the Carlos Dunlap tier is $9.99 instead of $10 and so forth. So you get big discounts. That's so generous. It's actually because I couldn't change those settings. Yeah. Yeah, it was automatically those kind of settings. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted yeah. to comment. Uh, yeah, you should definitely subscribe. You should definitely put comments on the, in, in, in the bottom. Uh, support the station. But I wanted to comment that how much this is really the year of the quarterback, Daniel. I mean, it's crazy. The amount of switching, the amount of new positions. You got Tom Brady on the Bucks. You got Nick Foles on the Bears. Wow. Excited to see that. You got Burrow, the big news. Everybody's all eyes on Burrow. Now, let's just hope this season happens. Let's just hope this coronavirus lets us actually have some games. Yeah, John, can you do anything about that? Uh, we'll get back How to far that, are you yeah. on the vaccine? How far are you on the vaccine, John? I was actually going to call the governor of, okay. of, of Corona, actually, uh, okay. tomorrow. So I'll give you an update then. Okay. Yeah. That's I'll great. on the show. Yeah, I'm so great. But, he said that live on the air. Yeah, go ahead. But really, it's an exciting year for the QB position this year. I don't know if you guys agree. Oh, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, we, we talk about Burrow a lot. Um, but if the, all the news coming out about how Burrow is over-prepared, they say he's, he knows too much, the coaches were saying. That's scary. That's frightening, actually. I don't what want does to know that mean? much. What does that mean? What's that, John? If he, if he knows too much, like, like what, how, how too much does he know? What exactly does he know too much of? Yeah, what does that mean? How can you know I, too I, much? It sounds to me like a cry for help. Like Zach Taylor's like, he's going to be a player coach. I'm going to be out of a job. Because he knows. Oh, I know. It's all like my that short story, Flowers for Algernon, where Algernon wasn't very smart. And then they gave him drugs and he became smarter than the scientists. But if, if anything like that, it's going to end up pretty well. John, can you confirm it's that kind of situation? 
I hope it's not like a limitless situation where they're like secretly feeding him pills and he's, his brain is like slowly maximizing his potential and he's just learning just the ins and outs of everything, just more than what they want him to know. I don't know if he's going to get overwhelmed. I don't know if his head's going to explode. Hopefully he wears a helmet when that happens. I, I'm just, I'm a little fearful. I hope so. I, yeah, well, I, John, you, I mean, no, that, I, that's I, like I will tell you what he probably is. is. And I, you you guys, want the head to explode. I can't please. hear what anybody's saying right now. Yes, yeah, well, sorry if I spit when I speak. Yeah, but, stop John, spitting. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, go ahead, Hoji, go ahead. I got the spit mic right here. So yeah. I, I will say that I have figured out what it probably is, and I just figured it out now. It's that his third eye has opened. And when you say too much knowledge, he's, got, he's, he's singing into the other realm, the, the nonlinear dimension. And so when he's throwing the ball, probably what's happening is that it goes into a portal, comes out the other end, and they're having a problem catching it because they don't see the ball's uh, trajectory because his third eye has opened and he's passing, he's going like, whoop. And then, you know, they're, they, they're like, the ball's gone. And then it opens on the other dimension in the end zone. And, and I mean, that, that can happen. Maybe yeah. that's a dimension where the Bengals have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Are, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. There are infinite universes, John. For example, right now, this show is happening. But instead of you, Tom Cruise is next to me. And I'm talking to Tom Cruise. That's another universe. Is That's happening right now. Is Tom Cruise holding, wielding a puppet of my face? It could. Ha- there's one universe where he's doing that. That yes, and there's one. There's like everything you can imagine is happening simultaneously in multiple universes. This is quantum physics, uh, uh, John. This is this is fact. It's weird that John doesn't know this and Hoji does. I know nothing about it. But I'm just well, and you know the NFL has yet to make use of that, but I'm sure Burrow is, and I'm sure I don't even... when they say too much yeah. knowledge, that's what it must be. Yeah, yeah I mean advanced analytics, John. But you know, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, but, I'll let Burrow worry about this because this is clearly what he's thinking about. I don't well, let's be let's just let's just say something, John. Ken Anderson, he said the key is preparation on our show. He was on our show. No, I was Not like preparation. Because, you know, because if you look at uh, postseason, he was the only quarterback in Bengals history who really performed in the postseason, and he was really really good in the postseason, one of the best ever. A boomer. And I was like, how did you do it? Prime time, Monday night, all that kind of a stuff. And he's like, preparation. And Joe Burrow has that. So, I mean, you know, arm talent is one thing. We know his arm talent. But if he is really focusing this much on preparation, I, I mean, I, I'm just trying to say he could be very successful okay. right away. Counter-narrative. Yeah. Counter-narrative. Counter-narrative. Peyton Manning was all about preparation. Sucked in the pro season. What helps in the pro season is what Nick Foles has. What helps in the, pro, in the postseason is what, I'm sorry to say this, A.J. McCarron has. And it is heart. It is guts. It he is has ability, that. He has the It guts. is an ability to think on the fly. No, on the spot, not riding yeah. around on the fly, as I've said right. before. It is the ability to, you know, you know, Mojo. Big, yeah. they call it big, big Nick energy. Have you heard this phrase, big Nick? And it's named after Nick Foles. That's he has big Nick yeah, I've heard energy. It. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So once again, please subscribe and, uh, you know, join the channel, leave comments. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dhsports if you want to be patronizing towards us. It's very important. We're trying to grow the show, do more shows, get better guests, improve the technology, all that kind of stuff. We just really, please support us. And for John Sheeran and Dr. Hoji. Put a smile on John's face by supporting the show. Please. Yeah. (laughs) And that is all we have. We will see you next time. So long. This VT. Bye.